the Lord. I, I, that's one of my, my favorite songs, He Will Hold Me Fast. Now, it's too high for me to sing, and so uh, I thank the Lord. I could not have picked two songs today to be sung in our church services that go so well with, with the two messages. This morning, as you listen to that song that the lady sang, and it tied into some of the things that we listened to and, and found in the Scriptures, and then this morning, or this evening, we come to Psalm 23, and I want you to look with me, if you would, because He will hold me fast. Aren't you thankful that we serve a, a risen Savior that is our shepherd, that is not only a universal Savior, but He is a personal Savior? And you find that there are people that uh, you will come in contact with that know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and you'll begin to rejoice in that, and you'll say, man, we serve the same God. But then you begin to explain the specifics of how God is specific and personal to you, and you begin to become overwhelmed. Psalm 23, as we come to this portion of Scripture, six verses, and a couple of months ago, probably over a year ago now, as we were walking through the Psalms, we came to Psalm 23, and we dealt briefly on that Psalm. If you're familiar with Psalm 22, 23, and 24, then you know that there's a lot of correlation there. In Psalm 23, it deals with that of the past. In Psalm 22 is the past, 23 is the present, and 24 is the future. And as you come to Psalm 23 here, the Bible says, "...the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want." He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." Now we sang those, those exact words this evening in a hymn. As you come to Psalm 23, there's, there's so much more to Psalm 23 than just six verses. There's so much more, as a matter of fact, to Psalm 23 than just quoting the scripture at a funeral. And there's so much more than it just being a psalm of comfort. There's so much more to Psalm 23 than it just being six verses that you will memorize and you will rejoice in that first verse, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall... There's so much more to this psalm. Matter of fact, if you were to go through and you were to look at Psalm 23, then you would find that there are, I know for me personally, there are about 15 different messages that you can preach just right this moment from Psalm 23. You say, how do you find 15 different messages in six verses? Because as you study the scripture, it never runs dry. And Psalm 23 just continues to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And the well never runs dry. Psalm 23, and some of you will have heard some of these things as we point these out. But tonight, let's just lay a foundation for just a moment that I pray will be an encouragement to you. Notice with me the first three verses. We see this, the shepherd's personal provision. And we're going to be here for a couple of months now in Psalm 23 on Sunday evenings. And as you start here, you can encourage yourself in verses 1 through 3 that you see the provision of the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And as you come to this very first verse, I've said it time and time again, but notice with me the very first few words, the Lord is my shepherd. You could say it a couple of ways. You could place the emphasis on the word Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. 
You could place it on the word my if you would. The Lord is my shepherd. And you could place it on the word shepherd if you would. The Lord is my shepherd. You could place it right there, those first five words. There's so much emphasis in how you say those things. And can I ask you this question this evening? If you've come to the house of God and you're sitting there, is the Lord your shepherd? It's one thing to quote the verse. It's another thing to live it out. It's another thing to be able to claim that statement, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23 is one of, and we understand this to be true, the most comforting psalms in Scripture. Rightfully so, the Lord is my shepherd. Those five words right there ought to comfort you tonight if you are a child of God. The simple fact that as you lay your head down on your pillow and you're overwhelmed tonight maybe, as you're struggling, as you're stressed, as you're facing difficult circumstances or situations, you can understand that the Lord is my shepherd. So what does that mean exactly? The Lord is my shepherd. We'll continue reading. It says, I shall not want. Those words right there, I shall not want, speak of the provision. Not only the Lord is my shepherd, that speaks of the salvation that was provided to you. It's something that we didn't deserve right there. It speaks of the the provision of God that he sent his only son to die on the cross. The Lord is my shepherd. You see, I love reading the, the scriptures in such a way where you place an emphasis on those words and those key words. And sometimes we'll, we'll look at just the words Lord and shepherd and we'll miss that word my. But I'm thankful tonight that I can read that portion of scripture and say the Lord is my shepherd. That is my shepherd. As you think about kids growing up and, and there will be times whenever the little ones will be running around and They'll be, uh, they'll be sitting out there, and if one of their parents is up here, all of a sudden, sometimes you might hear that one of the little ones saying, that's my daddy, that's my daddy, that's my daddy. That's my mama, that's my mama, that's my mama. And what? They're, ex- they're excited, but they're wanting people to know, hey, that is my mom, that is my dad. Can I share with you, that is exactly what we ought to do as Christians. That's my shepherd. That's my God. That's my Savior. And as you come to these verses right here, the shepherd's personal provision is seen. The Lord is my shepherd. Well, it continues not only for salvation, but the practicality of what he gives us, the peace. That statement, I shall not want, speaks of not going without. Can I share with you, everything that you need, God has provided. Sometimes we get so ungrateful and we say, no, he hasn't provided everything because I need this. No, you don't need it. You want it. I learned that growing up, uh, being raised in, in such a way that there was times whenever I say, I want this or I need this. And they'd say, no, you don't need that. You want that. There's a difference between a need and a want. I, I need this. No, you don't need that. You want that. But as you see this statement, I shall not want, is speaking of that peace that overflows in your life. And you begin to realize that, hey, the Lord, the shepherd has given me everything I need. The provision of God. You see that provision, he begins to provide not only in certain areas of our lives, but he meets the need of rest, if you would. It says in verse number 2, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. These statements right here, he maketh and he leadeth. That word maketh there speaks of causing, if you would. You ever been in a, in a store and... You were sent to the store for just a few moments. I know this has happened for me before, but I had been sent maybe for groceries or I told Kelly, hey, I'm going to go to the store. And I was only sent to go to the store because Publix, let me use Publix as an example, because Publix is bad about BOGOs. Good about BOGOs, but bad for my my budget for BOGOs. And Miss Kelly sometimes will say, hey, if you could, we need milk. Go get milk. Okay, milk. Three dollars, that's all I've got to spend, milk. And I'll come back and I'll walk in the house and I've got three or four bags with me. And she'll say, all we needed was milk. But the, but the deals were so good. 
uh, you just couldn't pass it up. I mean, it was buy one, get one on Chips Ahoy cookies, and it was, it was BOGO on this ice cream, and man, the chips were BOGO, and I just, you had to, I mean, you just see those things. You, it just causes me to say, I've got to have these things. Notice this statement again. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That statement, he maketh, it's not a forceful act. Can I share with you, when the Lord makes things to be done, he, he, he causes us in such a way where we just can't say no. Oh, Lord, it's just so wonderful. I've got to do this. I, I, not in such a way where it's dreadful, but I get to do these things. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Notice with me not the word maketh, but also the word leadeth. That word leadeth means to guide. And as you begin to think about that guide, the Lord is not one who is dragging his children along. You see, as you begin, Jared, come here for just a moment. This statement, he, he leadeth me and he maketh me. That statement, he leadeth me beside the still waters, it, it literally pictures the Savior and the shepherd in such a way where he is leading and he is showing forth all of the wonderful blessings. Hey, look at this. He's not going to drag. Go ahead and, and kind of hesitate for just a moment. He's not going to, to dr- not drop to the ground. Good gracious. Good night. I meant just kind of pull back, man. You all right? Dead weight on me. Kind of pull back, not drop to the ground. (laughs) No, I'm not dragging you is what I'm saying. He's not going to drag. As a matter of fact, when he fell, I'd have left him and said, you stay right there. (laughs) But he's not going to drag. As a matter of fact, it doesn't even, he doesn't even, uh, you don't even want to be drugged. Why? Because he's leading you and showing you all those things. As you walk with the Lord, can I share with you, it's a wonderful thing. I've never met a Christian who says, I'll walk with the Lord, and it is a terrible thing. It doesn't even make sense. No, you, you desire to, and so he begins to show you all those things. He makes me the circumstances, the, the joy. The, the, uh, I'll tell you, there are some things that have been hard. You can be seated. You need to rest for a few minutes. There are some things that have been hard. Taking out all of this wood was a, it was a task that was a large task when we went into that skating rink. It was a tiring thing. But I'll tell you what, it was something exciting to do as well. I, I remember waking up on those days and thinking, man, I don't know if my arms can do it. I don't know if we can get all of this wood laid and all these things. But you just wanted to, you desired to, because it was wonderful. It was joyful. And as you come to this portion of Scripture, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He begins to reveal. He meets the needs for our rest. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. This statement right here that you begin to see, He restoreth my soul, He leadeth me, also speaks of not only guiding, but also carrying you through. You ever woke up in in the middle of a, a, a storm of your life? A trial that you just said, I don't know that I'm going to make it. And now you're on the other side of that storm and you're looking back and saying, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for the Lord, I don't know that I would have been able to make it through all of that. And this statement right here, restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He meets the needs not only for rest, but also for restoration. God does not push or pull His children, but He just gently leads. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. As you begin to think about the Savior... And Lord being one that is personal to each and every single one of His children. I don't know about you, but whenever I wake up every single morning and I see individuals who are struggling and I see how the Lord is working their lives and how the Lord is guiding them and directing them, I just sit back and I say, Lord, thank you for doing the same for not just that child of God, but for every child of God. 
What a blessing to be able to understand that the Lord is personal to all of His children. Number two, not only do we see the shepherd's provision, but we also see the shepherd's protection, if you would. In verses 4, 5, and 6, the Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can I, can I share with you, Psalm 23 is not one that is one that you shouldn't be excited about. Matter of fact, Psalm 23 is almost one that you want to place emphasis every single phrase in this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's not one, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not No, it's exciting. It's vibrant. It's an alive psalm here as you read through it. Verse number 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The psalmist, as you begin to see here, reveals the protection of God. In verse number 4, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Aren't you thankful for that statement? For thou art with me speaks of that companionship that we have. How many of you are a lot more confident sometimes? You think about someone, how many of you are afraid of going on roller coasters? Okay. If someone were to talk you into it, if they were going to, you've seen that before sometimes. I'll go, but you've got to go with me. I'll do it, but you've got to do it with me. I'll go on this roller coaster, but only if you do it with me. And there are times whenever you're thinking about the trials that you're facing or the, 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 the will of God for your life, and you're walking through, and there are some things that you don't quite understand, but aren't you thankful that but every step along the way, we have a companion in Jesus that's saying, hey, I'm right here. I'm going to give you the peace that you need. I'm going to give you the, 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 the comfort that you need. And as you come to the verse number 4, he says this. He says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now again, these six verses, there's so much here. You begin to see the Jehovah, uh, and you begin to see Rohi and Zira and Shalom and Raphael and all these, these different uh, words and, and phrases here begin to reveal all that. And as we get into those words and begin to dissect the Scripture here, it's going to be so exciting that you begin to see the Savior in every single verse in such a, a different way. As you come to this right here, verse number 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness, that word goodness speaking of truth here, surely truth and mercy, that word speaking of kindness, shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell. That word dwell speaks of to be at home. To be at home. It's not drudgery. It's not uncomfortable. There's a peace about it. To be at home in the house of the Lord forever. As you begin to think about this portion of Scripture, Psalm 23 not only starts with the Lord, but it ends with the Lord. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. The very first words and the very last words, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, we don't come to the house of the Lord for each other. I don't come to the house of the Lord because there's ministries here. I don't come to the house of the Lord to, to listen to the choir or sing the hymns. I come to the house of the Lord to worship the Savior. And as you come to the house of the Lord, you begin to think about those things and you start with God and you continue with God and you end with God. The psalmist here reveals all that as he begins to deal with these things and you begin to see the spiritual growth being revealed in Psalm 23. Can I share with you that spiritual growth always reveals that the individual knows who it's all about. 
Spiritual growth begins to reveal that this, this Christian, this child of God knows it's not about them, it's all about him. Those who are staggered in their growth, those who are not growing at all, oftentimes reveal just how selfish they are as they say, it's not about what we, it's not about worshiping you, Lord. It's not about praising you. It's not about you getting all the glory, Lord. What about me? Psalm 23 begins to reveal that spiritual growth. And spiritual growth always reveals that that child of God understands that it's not about them, it's all about him. In this portion of scripture here, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with, with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now this statement, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, gives the, 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 uh, the understanding that there's a joy in it. I don't just have to. Man, I get to. I don't just have to go to church tonight. Man, I get to go to church. I get to worship the Lord. I don't just have to, to read the Bible. I get to read the Bible. I enjoy these things. Psalm 23 begins to reveal in these verses right here, verses 1 all the way down to 6, that you begin to see that the psalmist reveals that, that provision that the shepherd provides and that protection that the shepherd provides. And as you continue reading on down in these verses, each verse at a time, it builds up, builds up, builds up. The very last statement, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the desired end. Can I share with you, at the end of our lives, what a joy it'll be to be able to say, you know what, Lord? I'm so thankful that I had every opportunity to worship you all the days of my life. And as I pass from here to eternity, I get to dwell with you some more. What a blessing, the desired end. Psalm 23, as you come to these verses here, in verses 1 through 6, it reveals that the Lord, the shepherd, has set us apart. Not only has he set us apart, but in verses 1 and 2, and also verse number 3, he satisfies us in our lives. He strengthens us in verse number 4 and 5 as he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That strength that comes from the Lord. He settles us in verse number 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He sanctifies us and he seals us. The Lord is my shepherd. Can I share with you over the next couple of months, can I encourage you every single day maybe to take just a few moments and read Psalm 23? You say, well, I get over it. I pray you don't. Because as you read this portion of Scripture, the Lord is he's my shepherd. It's not just, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. No, 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 no. Pause for a few moments. Read the Scripture as such in such a way that you say, Lord, reveal yourself once again. There's going to be one week that you'll be reading this and the Lord will place an emphasis in your life and you'll begin to read these verses and you'll say, man, I'm, I'm placing emphasis here that he maketh me to lie down. And What does that mean? All of a sudden, the Lord begins to reveal those things to you and you begin to rejoice in those verses. Then all of a sudden, you continue reading down and you begin to see he restoreth my soul. You see, every single one of us this evening, we are somewhere in Psalm 23. We're somewhere. There are some who have just now accepted Christ as their personal Savior and they're just now rejoicing the simple fact that they can say, the Lord is my shepherd. There are others who have been rejoicing those first five words of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you're somewhere in the midst of verse number four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. And you're understanding that the Lord is present, the Lord is with you, he's comforting you right this very moment. Sad to say there are Christians, I don't say sad to say, listen, there are Christians who are in this world that are on the last leg of their journey and they're able to look at verse number 6 and say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
But every single one of us is somewhere in Psalm 23. And as we journey through Psalm 23 over the next couple of months, could I encourage you to read it daily? And don't just read it, meditate on those verses. Meditate on those verses and say, Lord, reveal yourself to me today in Psalm 23. Lord, show me exactly what you want me to place an emphasis on in my own personal life. Maybe it's verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Psalm 23 is rich. Don't get caught into the trap of saying, oh, it's just six verses. I've heard it preached on at funerals. It's more than that. It's the Word of God, but man, Psalm 23, accompanying Psalm, yes, there's so much deep in de- or depth to this psalm right here. This evening, I want to place an emphasis on this word, the Lord, this statement, the Lord is my shepherd. If you're here this evening, we close with this, but if the Lord is, if you're not able to say the Lord is my shepherd this evening, can I encourage you to get that settled? I love Psalm 23, and I love the simple fact that I can say the Lord is my shepherd. And what a joy it is to be able to gather this evening and if all of us were sitting there and if everyone here this evening is a Christian, then we can sit there together and say, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd too. Tonight, if you're not able to say that, can I encourage you to get that settled? Accept the Lord as your personal Savior. As we start with the foundation this evening, the Lord is my shepherd. And what a wonderful shepherd he is. Lord, we do thank you. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. I thank you for this psalm here and the simple understanding that the Lord truly is my shepherd. I pray, Lord, if there's someone here tonight that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, that they'd get that settled. And Lord, that you'd convict them of their sin. And Lord, that they would accept you as their personal Savior. And Lord, we understand that their life would be forever changed. Lord, I thank you for Psalm 23. I thank you for the depth of that psalm. I pray over the next couple of months, Lord, as we study this scripture together, Lord, that you would... Help us to be encouraged that we see ourselves in this psalm. And, Lord, there's so much to this psalm that sometimes we take for granted. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us, guide us, and direct us. I pray that we would rejoice this evening and thank you, Lord, that we can claim, verse number one, the first five verses, the Lord is my shepherd. I pray that you'd use this invitation the way you see fit. And we'll thank you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.